Hello, everyone, and welcome to the premiere episode of Our Take on General Hospital, brought to you by OurTakeMedia.com. My name is Jonathan, and I'll be your host today. And joining me on this inaugural episode, we have three amazing General Hospital fans that really helped teach me the fabric of the show over the years, and I couldn't be more excited than to have them be a part of this crazy ride. And that's Lauren, Tina, and from Wubs.net, Karen. Hey, all Hello. 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 Guys, it's been... A long time coming. I've been talking about doing this forever and then finally kicked myself into gear. And I thank you guys for, for jumping on here. And despite all technical difficulties that we've had, getting this going and hopefully have an enjoyable ride. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for including me. So I think the first thing I kind of wanted to do is just kind of quickly discuss kind of our personal GH history and just kind of why we're still watching the show. So I'm just going to throw you under the bus, Tina. What I guess is who's your favorite character? What is like one favorite GH memory? And why are you still watching this show? Uh, I would think <laughs> my favorite GH character is um, Robert Scorpio. I have always been a fan of Tristan Rogers and Robert has just always been a great character. Um, I've been watching the show for so long. Um, I one of my best memories is when Robert met Robin for the first time. Um, and she called him Robbie. I was always, I you know, I always loved that, and you know, I, I love that they, you know, the actor grew up on stage, you know, right on the stage of daytime TV, and they never recast her. Um, and why do I still watch GH? Um, I think it's because I'm a glutton for punishment and I don't know how to quit it. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, that's, yep. So, Karen, same question to you. Like, who's your favorite character? What's your favorite story? And why, why are you still watching? Well, I'll start from when I, I started to watch um, GH, which was in the late 70s. Of course, I watched in the... 60s with my mother, but I really got hooked back on it um, when Jeannie Francis came on board. And um, I'm a Luke, Luke and Laura fan. I'm not going to apologize for it, but mm-hmm. I'm from way back. And, you know, my favorite memories include the Ice Princess and the mansion scene when he sees her coming back. Um, my favorite character, however, is Helena Cassadine. Nice. who unfortunately hasn't been with us very much lately. I was thrilled to see her back, even if it was just a flashback. Um, it, my current favorite character is Dr. O, because I like those weird <laughs> fringe characters that make me laugh, and I just love her. I think I keep watching. It, it is a habit. I do have a website and a blog. I love the soap community. So I really like to jump on Twitter every day and live tweet with everyone else. Um, but it's still an escape for me, and I still enjoy it. So that's why I, I still watch. Nice. And and I definitely think that some of those reasons are, are why I continue as well. Lauren, what about you? Uh, how do I follow that answer? Because that right. was excellent. <laughs> I still remember the very first episode I watched. And I my family all watched Edge of Night religiously for a very, very long time. And I was a huge fan 
of Raven and and Raven and Sky and all the the pranks and things that they got into. And then you had Laura fighting with Scotty over money. And it felt Mm -hmm. like as a young person, I was peeking behind the curtain of what adults really talked about when kids were not, you know, around. It felt very mature. And then the whole cultural, it was very cultural, meaning it, it was timely. They had the disco and the the rape scenes and what does that mean for people at a time when that was a hot topic Mm -hmm. and they weren't afraid of going after those topics and I was always allowed to watch those shows those kinds of shows but I was never allowed to I never had anybody to discuss them with because nobody else could nobody else could watch those late night shows the way I the way I was permitted and so now I had something that everyone was watching and everybody could talk about and then it became the habit of college classes all centered around that and I guess it was I would say it's a habit but I would also say there's no other medium that does what this does to see a character like Liz or see a character like Jocelyn or Robin and watch them age to see women go from being young ladies like Sam and the maturity that comes along and the, and the growth that to me is, you're not going to get that on a nighttime show for the most part. And I think I still watch for what it can be often, even when it's not what it is today. Uh, favorite character, Anna Devane Scorpio. Uh, and my favorite story was when Robert told her she was frumpy after after uh duke had died for the first second third, <laughs> whatever it was and uh she, she tied, tied him to a pole most. that was one of my favorite favorite episodes of all times and when he had to admit he still loved her and still wanted her she just in a very scarlet o'hara way said forget you and my favorite character today is still her and sam mccall I that's not fair. You don't get to be like, how do I follow that up? And then you followed it up like <laughs> eloquently and then toss it to me to then be like, so yeah, because that's that's all I got. So that's really I've been watching longer than you've been alive, so that's yeah. Fair. So, um, I have been watching General Hospital like the least out of this bunch, 100%, but I um came in and the thing that excited me about GH was that it was exciting to watch, right? It was there was stuff going on. I came in during Guza's reign of terror, um, and I just really enjoyed. It, it was during the text message killer days, and there was just something different to this show than the other shows. And I don't know, I just kind of stayed around. Uh, my favorite character, I I go back and forth, but really, I really enjoyed Robin Scorpio is by far just my favorite character that this show has had and Anna Devane as her mom would be my current favorite um, even though we don't see her as much as I think I would like to Um, but why I keep watching is kind of similar to what Karen said is one glutton for punishment because I I just I am and the community like I really enjoy interacting with all the people that watch these shows, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on podcasts like this, I really enjoy discussing and debating and going into the shows. And I really like the community that these shows have built around. Now, 
is that to say that the community's perfect? No, there's some, there's a lot of to it. But I do enjoy interacting with you guys, and that's why I've started this podcast, and that's why we're doing this right now. So that was just kind of, I think, a good like introduction to who we are and what you know we think about the show and why we're watching it now. So let's talk about the news that broke this week. All right. So first up, we found out that it is official that Kobe Ryan McLaughlin, there we go, uh, is out as cult leader Shiloh. Is anybody sad about this? Because I I am like I, this. This is not a good thing for me, in my opinion. I'm glad for the character because I think he was painted into a corner and GH tries to then extract so many of its characters from the corner and whitewash them um, until they're unrecognizable. But I will miss the actor tremendously. I mean, he just did an awesome job as as, uh, Shiloh. How bad is it that I really wish that they had not bothered with this whole Franco-Drew thing mm-hmm. and they just put drew's memories in shiloh and just made him drew and i would have loved that that, that would have been, been an amazing see, story see yeah. and that's what i mean sometimes i think i watch for what it what i imagine it it could be and what i'm waiting for because <laughs> then, then tina writes it better than it's sometimes written itself because then it you know he 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 you know we'd kept the actor on the show because i love right. him and we've got gotten rid of the shiloh that you're right completely painted into a corner and and, and i get that he would have had to live some of that franco thing with having been bad and suddenly good because they played with his brain and i would have been okay with it because i i think he would have made an amazing drew um so I, I'm sad because I think it's a possibility that is just, you know, it's gone and, and, and I'm sad to see him go. Um, but I love to see Shiloh leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I just like this big bad, you know, like I like having a looming threat and Shiloh and this cult, like they could have done so much more with oh, it. Yeah. And instead they went in this weird, mm-hmm. bad direction. Like you said, they painted him into corner when if they had just not done certain things, could have been a really good umbrella bad guy mm-hmm. for this because there's so many different directions they could have taken it. But I mean, whatever. he got so fixated on Sam that. Yup. Uh, yeah. The, the issue for me was that he's the actor made it more than what was on the page, but it's very one note. Because to me, a great villain is somebody like Alcazar, who you see why people can love him and why he, because he loves someone. Well, you have that right now on, on screen with Valent, Valentin, because, you him. know, Valentin loves Nina for all his faults and all the crummy things he does. He truly loves her. And I would argue Sonny feels the same about Carly. Oh, can we not get into Sonny and Carly? Because <laughs> that, that conversation is just not going to go well. <laughs> I know, but I I know I know for some it's not a popular opinion because of how it, lopsided the canvas got at a time. But 
But point being is that a bad guy or an anti-hero has mm-hmm. to have some redeeming quality. It has to have some measure of why somebody would interact or taint anybody you write them around with in the future. If you if they have no redeeming qualities and then you put them with Maxie or you put them with Nina, now I don't, by extension, like them either. Well, Jonathan, I think you're right, though. They They really missed so many opportunities with the cult story. So many opportunities. And it, and it started way back when Christina got into the call. Oh, they could wow. have they could have done so much more with um, Oscar, you know, and the healing powers. They could have I, I mean, there really? are just so many ways to go other than drugging Sam and tattoos and exactly it, 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 and saving it, her. Well, Tina mentioned it right. It started when they put the fixation on sam the minute you had the story shift from being about these teens and this cult and what the cult is it became about sam and jason and sam and jason taking down the cult and sam and jason involved in the story and them going with shiloh and shiloh raping and blah 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 blah. it became all about that and it could have been so much you know when the cult first showed up it was like all right he they collect secrets he collects secrets and then he forces people to do the things that he wants them to do. And if he had continued collecting secrets around town, he probably could have continued collecting a lot more secrets mm-hmm. and really been that big bad that had, you know, just knew every, all the dirt about everybody. And he just got wrapped up in Sam and he fell down the Jassam hole and, and and never came back out. Uh, oh, well. I what could have been? Was, I think there was no exploration for why. I assumed they were going to tell something about how his father, that was how I thought they were ultimately going to redeem him, was that he was competing with his father and his father was abusive. I, I was waiting for some sort of backstory. But kind of like they left Claudia in the in the in the weeds like that they never gave me any rationale for why he did a lot of what he did I'm still worried about Daisy that's I mean <laughs> yeah she, she such a good story I'm like where's Daisy what happened to her oh. well she you know she 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 paid his bail and I then, know and then and then you know he he he's back in and and <gasps> I don't know what she's doing now. I mean, is there even a cult really left? Oh, but wait a minute. What? Oh, what about this weird trainer lady that's coming around? Isn't she connected to him that's around Alexis? I don't know if she's actually connected to him. I thought or, he called her about... Maybe not. Or if she's um, connected to somebody else in okay. Alexis's past. Or if she's connected to our therapist of the week. (laughs) Well, somebody else that we now can stop theorizing a little bit about is Michael E. Knight, because head writers Chris Van Etten and Dan O'Connor confirmed to Entertainment Weekly that they are not bringing on Ted Orsini or Tad Martin. It's not going to be his All My Children character, Romana, into Port Charles. So, no, All My General Hospital to Live is not about to start. So, 
are you guys disappointed about this or did you want Tad the cad back or are you excited to see what character he might play I'm disappointed I always like it when my favorite characters come back I love it when the OTL the one like to live people come back when Nora came back I liked when Tad was on or Todd sorry Uh um you know, I, yes, I, I am a little bit disappointed because I really love Tad. So, yeah. I just couldn't figure out why he would be in Port Charles without, like, other True. things. Like, that was my problem is I couldn't figure out how to shoehorn him in. But I, I am interested to see kind of who's Orbit and where he'll be playing around. And they keep saying, referencing, like, <laughs> the story's, like, ever-evolving because as they're playing with other people, they're like, hey, you know what? He does have good chemistry with them. So, Tina... Do you have any theories about who he might be playing? Well, I'm just kind of confused. Uh, <laughs> and that's just because unless they were bringing him in as Tad with, with the history, um, he's another character in an age group that GH is kind of mm-hmm. overflowing with that they'd already don't do anything with. Yep. You are correct. So I'm just confused as to why they would bring someone else in and what exactly is he going to do um, that, it, you know, is going to set the world on fire that, you know, because they've had Mac on the back burner forever. They just finally put him back on the force. Um, I mean, it, it's an improvement over him running the bar. Um, you know, they have Robert. And they've made him DA in in the um, probably silliest um, storyline of the year um, that he was a lawyer for a hot minute. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, they have Neil, who's also in that age group. They have Julian, who's also in that age group. They have Sonny, who chews canvas daily. Um, you know, technically Jax is in that age group. Valentin is in that age group. Um, you know, it's like... I didn't realize there were so many in that age yeah. group until you just said it, and then I was like, holy crap, you are 100% right. You know... Um, Wally and, Kurth? What was that? Wally Kurth. Yes, you have Ned in that age yep. group. They're not doing anything with him. Um, I just feel like there's already so many that... It, why? Uh, to do exactly what if it's not going to be some sort of stunt uh i'm 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 not sure what they're you know what he's going to do i'm sure he's going to have great chemistry i mean but even finn is technically in that age group i mean because they're trying to you know pair him with anna um so you know it there's a lot of older gentlemen on the canvas um and there's just you know, there's only so much romance you can do with that age group. Well, they need to bring someone like Tad Martin's character was back in the heyday to the younger group. You know, well, we need someone like him, cocky, um, you know, with the ladies, all that kind of stuff. We don't have anybody that age well, with TJ and Molly and... I'm I'm hoping that Dustin is going to go that route. Me too. Um, I think oh, they have. Yeah. 
they have a great opportunity with him. I mean, yes, of course, he hopped in into bed with Lulu. Um, Lustin is great. Um, I think the character of Lulu has been hung out to dry um, with Dante's disappearance. Um, and of course, you know, Lante was a thing for so long. Um, and let's call a spade a spade. Um, I don't know that with the recast of Lulu that they ever clicked as well as the original flavor. Correct. Um, so I, I really think mm-hmm. that, you know, they really needed to pull Lulu out of the box that she's been in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, making her a journalist, I don't really think was <laughs> once again, these, these careers that, yo, let's snap our fingers and do this today. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she 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 ran a bar. She does this, you know, the haunted star. It, I don't know. Uh... Well, we'll get into that in just a minute. But I want to discuss one last piece of news before we get into show discussion. And I just want to say, General Hospital hit an all time low in the ratings, guys. And with the new television season starting off officially today on September 22nd, it's just, it's kind of worrying because they hit just a little bit over 2 million viewers. Now, I know there's still a whole lot of online views and the way the Nielsen's are done is archaic and argue that for days and we can, but is anybody worried that this could be a really bad sign that something has to change? Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, the household ratings is 1.5. Like, this is stuff that a few years ago, like, your show was canceled. Like, this was not acceptable. And I know the entire industries get down and trending, whatever. But, like, that's bad. That's that's bad. Uh, All right. So, ABC killed GH's lead-ins years ago. When, you know, when all my children and one life to live went off the air. Um, soaps tend to do better when they have lead-ins from other soaps. Um, what GH has going for it right now is that they can't seem to find something <laughs> that hits with the audience that has good ratings um this what it, what it, what are they what is it good morning america in the afternoon or good afternoon america or what have you um it, it's har- it's doing horribly in the ratings oh sarah and um strahan michael, yeah michael strahan um i think everybody remembers um the chew mm. um it buried itself um Thankfully. The, the revolution that you had for the hot minute, you know. Um, you know, nothing seems to click. So, but it's going to come a point that, you know, the dollars aren't going to make sense if the ratings don't go up. Uh, I'm just thankful that... Disney is launching Disney Plus now. <laughs> yep. So that we have a platform that may give us mm-hmm. like a little hope. Like I I'm not saying that GH is, you know, w- before I think people were saying, 
hey, if Days of NBC cancels Days of Our Lives, don't worry. Brian Franz is going to move it to ABC or move it to SoapNet. We're fine. I'm not going that level with Disney Plus, but I do think that GH as a brand will live on on Disney Plus for at least a, an attempt. You know, so I, I at least think we have a new home if it comes down to that, and I think we're in a much better place than when the Hulu soaps took took a chance. But ah, uh, something I need them to do something to to try and get these ratings up because, oh. It's not not looking good. You just wonder once the people leave, are they gone gone? And with YouTube and with everything else that most we know, most younger people watch their computers, you know, mm-hmm. and watch online content. And boy, it's it is going to take it's going to take a big. I think it's going to take a big teen line or twenty something story to bring them back. And it's, I mean, it's I, I know so many people that just watch clips mm-hmm. because they just want to watch the little bit about their favorite their character, favorite, yeah. and that and that's all they want to do. I feel yep. at times that way, um, but I think they're missing the boat of how how influential these various YouTube stars are. They're no longer just people with a camera. They've become celebrities in their own right and personalities. And I think if they could find a few of them that had some acting ability, I I think the whole industry is changing and we're going to find most programs available online, not on our, our TV sets anymore. And when that happens, how do you get that young group in? I think if you had some of these these stars on the show, they would bring their three million followers, well, even if it was just for an arc. And in addition to that, and I think that's something like that Karen was saying, like writing the teen storylines, writing the young adult storylines, then interweaving it like they used to with the adults. So when you're just watching those clips of mm-hmm. your favorite characters, well, you see the overlapping story of these other characters and you're like dang it now now i need to go watch their story and dang it now i need to go watch this other story because they're all just tied together in a way that makes sense and so that i want to watch the whole show that it's compelling but i mean right now the 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 show has this organic chemistry between joss and cam I, i mean and you know, there's a lot of history between Carly and Jax and Liz. Mm-hmm. The show really could capitalize on that and really do a great story. Um, and, and of course, you know, with Joss still have, you know, remembering Oscar and Cam having his guilt about Oscar, you know, but you could do a great story, a real good teen love story with them. And all I see right now is they're throwing Joss at Dev. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? Well, see, I, I actually think what's interesting, I love stories with symmetry, where you see the, the, the different sides of it. And I think what you're going to have is a triangle where Cam is this middle-class guy competing with this poor guy. And if he turns out to be who I think he could be, which is a Cassidyne, um, if he turns out to then suddenly be wealthy 
and he can go do all of these same sorts of things with Josh, I think it's a nice dynamic to explore that, um, you know, that difference. How will he react to that? That's why he should have been Spencer. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And the the issue is you're all writing really good stories right now. And the compelling <laughs> teen story right now was them cutting up carrots um, the other day. <laughs> like, let's be real. That was a storyline well, that took up an episode. That, was and, cutting and, and they had their seance. And... That's yeah. Disney, though. I, Disney it sanitizes uh, everything. Disney had Andy Mack. Like, I'm just going to say, the Disney can write compelling shows when they want to. Like, you just, they are just very not wanting to do that with the show. And I don't, I can't put my fingers on why, but whatever, whatever. So let, let's dive into some story discussion here real quick. So Tina, you were discussing it a little bit ago, but Lulu and Dustin hopped into bed together. They got caught <laughs> making love and... I, I'm, I'm already feeling them way more than I was feeling this version of Lulu and Dante. Like they've got some chemistry for sure. Yep. Definitely. Um, like I said, it, it really, it's almost the shot in the arm that the character of Lulu needed. I know there's a lot of people that will never like, uh, Ryland's version of Lulu and, and there's not much that can be done about that. She is the actress in the role. Um, but, you know, and, and and I think Curtis and Laura, mm. every time they have one of these little adventures, yeah, it fun. just makes me laugh. Yeah. Best uh, part of the week. Yeah. Best part Definite of the week. Highlight. Highlight. Yes. Well, Curtis, I mean, Denal Turner just steals the show every time he's on anyways. He, uh, he's the only thing that makes... Um, Jordan watchable because watching Jordan is like <laughs> watching try. <laughs> Love the actress. I, I hate the character. <laughs> yeah, I you know, and I've seen through in, in my blog comments and also on Twitter, I see an awful lot of Lante Lante fans liking this. I haven't seen a whole lot of backlash. There really hasn't been. My my only oh. issue that I have with the story is maybe just in the way that GH is kind of writing Dustin in the fact that he's not doing anything, you know, like his, his only story right now is just Lulu. Like I, I'm more of a, like, I want my characters to have three dimensions and, you know, have a life and do things. I don't think he's a good guy. Did you see oh, the way Josh was looking at him? There's definitely a vibe that not everything is going to be hunky-dory yeah. and perfect. Uh, and he may reform when he falls for her, but I think he's there with a the mission. I think he was looking for something on that boat, and I think he's made himself surprisingly available, you know, on, on a moment's notice. I don't buy it. But I want to, because they're pretty. And I want them to be pretty and make pretty babies and it just be be there. But I think I think the the reaction from the audience should be a lesson to the writers. Yeah. If you want to break up a couple, a long-term couple, and you do it with respect, so that it doesn't have to be, oh, this is the love of my life today. And then tomorrow, you know, the writing shits all over that pairing and and now suddenly this person is the love of your life. 
if it's done in a way where you organically feel like they can't be together, you are willing to accept somebody else. I yeah. think that's why the reaction is positive. People want to see I, her have story. I don't know that they dealt with PS, you know, PTSD in the best way. Uh, um, yeah, that's true. However, um, to what you said organically, I mean, I think that people watching at home could definitely see where he has left and mm-hmm. he has walked away um, and, and he's done. Um, and, and I think it makes it easier for those that were the Lante fans to move on, much like with Luke and Laura, when basically Luke chose Tracy. You know, because mm-hmm. Laura was in this coma, you know, she was sitting in a chair for decades. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then she came back and, you know, he pretended for a little to, you know, what have you, to have the feel good moments. But at the end, he, you know, he followed his heart, the money, whatever, um, and made the decision to you know, go with Tracy and, you know, there were a lot of Luke and Tracy fans that were very happy, but a lot of the Luke and Laura fans, they felt like, all right, their moment has come. Um, It's nice um, that they broke them up without completely destroying the history of the couple. Um. And let's be honest, in in today's world, divorce is huge. And and it was kind of like a a way of showing, you know, yeah, people can move on and not hate each other. Yep. I agree. And it's nice to see that family still all care for Lulu, right? So that's what I was kind of worried about, is that they were going to destroy her relationship with the Quartermains and with, you know, the Cranthepses because, you know, she screwed over Dante. Well, no, they're like, we, we get it. It's, it's, it's okay. You're still, and you will always be part of the family, which I think then allowed this coupling to happen organically and for me to buy it. So there we go. Um, I think the other side of that story though, you mentioned was the Curtis and Laura aspect Mm -hmm. so i love every laura caper like (laughs) it's it's so nice to see her back and on screen because i'll be honest with you up until really this last stint i didn't get laura spencer laura laura weber whatever we want to her actual (laughs) name that she's going by this time i never got the character of laura because i i knew she was iconic but the writers never wrote her in a way that was, in my opinion, compelling. I liked the build up to the election and the election stuff, and then she left. Oh, and yeah. well, that it was, was awful. Uh, and that's, so, well, that was... that's where the um, writer's room slams into the silliness going on in the corporate level, and, and, and bad things happen. Well, yes. she, yeah. Very I mean, that was. That was not planned, right? No, we know that. Yeah, and you can, you can, you can tell. But 
this entire stint, like it's it's made me see why people said you know Jeannie Francis was amazing. Jeannie Francis was it like yes, and I'm really enjoying the like you said the chemistry she's got with Curtis and the way that they're telling the story. Like I'm I'm invested in whatever they've got planned. So what were you guys thinking of the latest Casadine mystery? I love it. I I, I kind of family. (laughs) Come on. I love Jessica Tuck. I love her so much. This with this role ain't it. And I well I want her to be Helena. Like I want Helena's memory brain to be in her body, right? Like Robin did it or something. And I just when she when her character came back on screen, it was like, oh, didn't we just go through this? Didn't it just bore me? And here we are again. Um, I don't know. She's, she's Helena Light, and and, and it's yeah. light in all the wrong ways. <laughs> I if she would have gotten a bunch of people hooked on her synthetic heroin or whatever it is, okay. But now it's just kind of. I, I just I don't see you know I can't see Helena putting a little injection in some grapefruit. <laughs> I know. I I guess I'm just hopeful. But um, do you think? Do any of you think any of it makes sense in a way that usually when a mystery comes up, you can start to follow some clues. You you kind of know what the backstory is. I feel like this is just all over the place. And then they bring oh, up yeah. Claudette out of nowhere. Oh dear God. Well, that's but that's why I was kind. Of, I guess I guess why my initial reaction was to say I, I'm interested is that I'm hoping they're going to pick up all of these loose threads and untold stories. You know, Peter took Jason five for five years. Did he intend to? What was his What was his grand plan? It seems sort of stupid. You stick right. him in a chair for five years and what? J- yeah, <laughs> J- Jason broke out. At the in the at the end of the day, he wasn't supposed to. So, what were they doing with him? Are I always fake? thought it was twin, twin. I thought it was a twin thing, and that they were going to weaponize the twins. Right. So, did they? Did Jason do things he can't remember? Like mm. Father Dev. I, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> but it seems to me. That we have the Claudette story, we have we have all of this other stuff. We have stuff Anna knows, or not Anna, Alex knows. They need some story to pull that all together, and I guess I was hoping this was it. I thought this was maybe Nick reappearing, and this was how he was going to get the fortune back. But why that nobody knew that back then? Something is going on with Hayden Jackson, all of them. I'm hoping it just picks up all those loose threads so that I can feel like those stories were finished. <laughs> I, I, I honestly believe we will see the reappearance of Nicholas Cassadine before too long. Um, but then what exactly do you do with Valentine? Paris. Everybody goes to Paris. Yes. And you can speak back. So bye bye, au revoir. Au revoir. Um, Ava. No. Poor Ava. Um, I do agree with you though, Karen. That this feels like it was just. I've got an idea. Let's run with the story. Like, let's let's just start doing this. And they just started like trying to make it work with the found fabric of the show. It wasn't something that was planned. I feel like it was something that they're just like. 
we need a mystery. We need to put it in here now. Let's just write some scenes and we'll figure it out as we go along. And it just it, it long story is a thing, people, and it it pays off to write it. <laughs> that's that's all. I'm just please. Well, there's just been too long in between things. Um, right, because agree. I'll be perfectly honest with you. At this point, I really don't care about Claudette at all. Yeah. I can hardly remember stuff that happened, you know, three weeks ago. Uh, to me, Claudette is the blonde that used to be Jessica on One Life. <laughs> like, I'm well, not going to lie. Jessica. You guys she said that. When you said you Claudette, was, I right? didn't know who she was. I literally was Googling as you spoke just to like kind of kill time. I was like, okay, hopefully they won't stop talking long enough that I can figure out who this was. Because I have no idea. Because she's generic character number seven. Like, this, that's it. Like, you can't do this because, and that's sad because Brie Williamson did an amazing job in the role, yeah. and I really enjoyed her scenes. But that, guys, that was 2016. That's three years ago. I don't remember. Right, a, a character that was on for a few weeks three years ago. Like, no. That's not how you tell a story. No. Right, One and, and the they've actor... done so well at sanitizing Charlotte and her history oh. in that, yeah. um, you know, Lulu's mom, Valentina's dad, and, and, and Nina's the horrific stepmom, that, you know, there's no room for Claudette anywhere. You know, that's why she does. She's she's not important. I don't I don't need to see anything about that. However, there are other threads. I mean, I do think we need to see Alex return to the canvas to face her son. Um, you know, with Peter, that, that I think that's important. I think why Peter locked up Jason for so long and what his plan was for Jason Morgan, or what he may have done to Jason Morgan that Jason may not remember is important. Um, and I want to see Jason in stories that do not involve Sam. Um, did you did you hear the rumor or hear anything that um, Michael E. Knight's character might be the person that Cassandra is contacting? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like he's the umbrella of of the overview of everything. Yes. Okay. That- He's he he is a puppet that you know he is the puppeteer pulling yes. a lot of strings okay. that nobody knows. That is what I've heard. Um, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're you, you know, okay, and cool. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping they do really well with him because I love Michael E. Knight. Uh, I just I I don't know where it's going. Well, something else that I didn't know where it was going was Sasha's story. And it finally seems to be headed towards at least the climax of this arc as she finally spilled the beans to Michael that she is not Nina's daughter. Thank God it's finally moving is all I've got to say. All right. So this is a secret that, you know, Valentin (laughs) knew because he hired her. And Obrecht knew because she knew it wasn't possible or wasn't possibly this child um, or this person. It, you know, she kind of picked up on it from the get go. And then at that point, nobody else really knew this secret. Yep. And then they, uh, she finally outed herself. It's not like the whole 
wily secret that you know a- a somebody new seems to figure it out or find out every single day <laughs> that i think the last person to know is going to be michael michael yeah. was mad about that though for a hot minute wasn't he yes. he was Jeez, he was mad and then willow's will talked to him for two seconds in the hall the next thing i know he's up in the hotel room Oh, you know, you were pretty brave. I know your grandma was sick. I, I get it. He he's he's grumpy cat. So when he went in the hallway, he he got his you know fur you know petted, and though he wasn't grumpy cat anymore. And um, <laughs> and honestly, uh, Sasha is the first one in a long time that you know Michael's actually had some form of chemistry with that hasn't um, died. You know, I, so I think she is the first person that I see a young Brenda, and I mean the good Brenda, the Brenda that everybody loved and and found interesting, and not the Brenda that's come back a few times since. I I try to, I try to erase that from my memory. But the Brenda that was that was really compelling, I see a bit of that in in Sasha. I think she was a good find, to and me, she reminds me a lot of a lot of Brit, and I can yes. see them tying her to them so that when Nina gets mad she's still family so I'll I'll be perfectly honest I think that this is the best way to keep Sasha on the canvas is that she outed herself to Michael so Michael can now stand by her she'll have the support somewhat of I'm sure the Quartermains and Jason will grudgingly support and then she just has to win Nina over. I don't think she did. In the grand scheme of what people have done wrong, I think I think she hasn't really. She didn't enrich herself other than to take care of her grandmother. Well, and that's what I'm saying. She didn't do a horrible thing, but she's like owned up to it at this point. Yeah. I mean, now the only the only person she really has to out herself to now is Nina, and. And I see Michael supporting her through that. And, and and I know for a while they were playing with the whole Michael and Willow thing. And um, I, I mean, literally watching the two of them on screen is like watching paint dry. So. <laughs> Haters. Like, I, I'm sorry. I do. I like Michael in this little quad. Like, I do. Like, I, I enjoy all of them. But all I'm going to say is this secret and this revelation for me is what's going to define if I can fast forward or if i'm going to watch cythria watros in the role of nina because mm-hmm. right now it ain't it right now oh, i don't yeah. know why this character's on or why she's there now when she finds out and she's able to finally just go crazy cool then that can be the scenes where we get you know her guiding light character and we get all these like iconic emmy worthy scenes but if all i'm gonna get is this like milk toast wimpy heroine who's kind of like it's just like i don't know like i i don't know what they're doing to her but i i don't like this at all honestly i cannot wait until she goes to town on valentin even more than her versus sasha it's her versus valentin like that's what's going to make or break this recast i've never seen her on another soap or Neither I don't. I. So it, it, I keep hearing about this <laughs> wonderfulness, <laughs> and right now she's Kate Howard to me. Um, I mean, <laughs> she is. She's Kate Howard. She, you know, she's just 
what she is and I really I miss Michelle's quirkiness so I'm I'm hoping that I do see this other side of yes. her that I've heard about. Well that's the thing is with Michelle lover or hater like she made the character of Nina watchable because if Nina wasn't doing anything like crazy or quirky Michelle was doing something yeah. crazy or quirky that was watchable like they she found a way to like be herself and do her scenes and that really made it but Cynthia just I don't know if she's just not comfortable in the role or if she's being directed in a certain way because I feel like that happens a lot of times with actors on GH they just mm-hmm. they're they're so much better in everything else but when you see them on GH you're like what happened so <laughs> I don't I don't know if they're being stage directed in a certain way or what what's going on but this revelation in these scenes that that'll be what defines it right it's it's the way she reacts to valentin it's the way she reacts to sasha the way she reacts to michael like she better be like a woman who's been scorned hell hath no fury and just destroy that town but if all i see is her crying which is what i'm worried i'm gonna see and just her like being this weak woman who's just like i don't know no and ah Wrap it up. Let me know that, you know, Willow's her daughter, and let's move on. Honestly, you love to watch old shows. I do. You need to go watch a show called Titus. Um, It's from the early 2000s. Is that the one with all those soap stars on it? Um, Just go go watch it, because then you'll see a, a, a great, um, a great Cynthia. Good. She plays character of Aaron. Go go go! Watch that show. My issue is, I agree with the quirkiness, but I'll add this: one of the reasons why I really gravitated towards Anna and I really gravitated towards Sam is the way they were written. They came in as one thing, and over time, they were one of the few female characters that was allowed to have some growth and to change and evolve the way human beings typically do i mean maybe you know the soap exaggerated version of it but still they were allowed to to change and i look at that and i thought about it the other day they've negated all the growth that once they put michelle michelle's uh nina with valentin they negated all that growth because that nina would never be crying and wringing her hands and oh my what do we do kind of kind of reaction to just about everything i can't i can't even imagine what she's going to do when when maxie says you know i might want to go what will i do that's not what michelle stafford's nina would do so you've changed the entire arc of the character and have taken her back to that weak place where she was when she got out of the wheelchair that to me is disappointing Yeah, we'll just have to stay we'll tuned and see. see what happens. So I guess the next thing that we're going to wait and stay tuned for is Shiloh. So he went on trial this week and he escaped. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was the best thing about the trial because the trial sucked. It was. It was. A, yeah. <laughs> so, OK, before we dive into that real quick, I just have a question. Did I miss where he got a new attorney? Because I, I think did, people were lambasting that poor lady. I, I might have. That was terrible. I might no, have he, bored, he, but I don't know. Yeah, he did meet with her. Okay. At that little, you know, that, that coffee shop that's like a corner. 
It's just a corner and there's a table. Yes, oh. the the coffee shop that's not Kelly's. Yeah. Yes. And and he because Maysoon's character wasn't a criminal attorney. So uh, she was her his I family think, attorney. Civil oh. wasn't she her um appointed attorney? Because he didn't have any money. Oh. No, I thought that when what's her name unlocked the money for him that was in the Caymans, he hired her to get try to get custody of her son, uh, of his son, and I thought she was a family law attorney. Oh, well, see, I missed all that. So, I did see that lady before, though. Okay, because I was just like, wait, there's a new lawyer. Like, I don't remember her. Oh, okay. Well, why is Jennifer there helping out Robert Scorpio? Because he is an attorney for a hot minute, a twelve, you know, thirty years ago, and now he's the DA. He needs a little bit of help. Well, come on. <laughs> I was glad he had help because I would have, I would have questioned it if he didn't for that same reason. Like, hey, don't you just need somebody else? Because if he lost, I'd be like, well, there you go, but Robert. Look what, they did. Have look what they did. The prisoner escaped. <laughs> so he you know he's not gonna have a loss well they're good point good point do you so, really want to see robert lose i don't no he's i robert. don't either but he's the robert thing is is Scorpio. they can't make him <laughs> this amazing da who's gonna win all the time either why not 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 in poor because charles it, it, that oh, doesn't work true. for the Keystone cops because what go, what's yeah, going to happen right. when he goes after Sonny? You're right. And sooner or later, he's going to have to go after Sonny. Oh, oh, you guys, do you, you think that Wiley's in the back of the car? <gasps> Bobby said that she was going to go pick up Wiley, right? Damn. Oh, my God. And I think that that's why she's screaming so bad when we saw her on the previews. That would make so much sense. So the episode ended with shiloh you know confirming yeah. bobby and that makes so much sense yep. as to why she was so upset because now shiloh has control of her son interest yep. well now did she set that up that way or was this just a stroke of good luck on his part mm, we'll have to see it's probably if Peter his, did that, i don't know because really shiloh has had more dumb luck than any other bad guy i've ever seen mm. It's probably rando, but it'll be good. That'll be good. I'm 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 more excited about this story than I thought I was. So that's that's super cool. So do you think they changed? Do you think they changed it from a whodunit? Because they really had the whodunit perfectly set up. Did. There were like three episodes where every single person, <laughs> every single person on the cast, I'm going to kill you, says yep. Sam in front of Maxie. Well, I'm he, going to kill you, says Michael in front of Chase. Everybody had a witness. Yep. Well, here's the thing. Somebody is going to kill him. And it's going to be somebody we least expect. Uh, so not ready for this, but interesting. Well, I'm excited. I'm I could excited. see it being Bobby. Well, we'll I, just I have to. Would kill somebody for that. For for that. You're touching for... my grandkid. Yeah. And then find out that it wasn't her grandkid. Oh, it's just her <laughs> grandkid. Big difference. Oh, true. Think uh, about that... it. The dang family trees on these shows stress me out because I forgot how they were all connected for like. Think about it, because Michael is her grandson. So if it's Lucas's, it, you know, it's her son's 
grandson and it's a you know he's adopted she still loves him because she's a great human being at this point in time in her life but if it's michael's it's her great-grandson who's a blood relative that's true dna dna link but would she rather see the baby but let's imagine she somehow learned the truth would she rather see the baby with her son or with michael that is a very interesting that's a really question. good question Wow. Given her history, because I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for that story to be. Oh, I hope they explore that. Because one of my favorite stories of all time was Tiffany Hill going for custody versus Mm -hmm. Bobby. I cried like, oh my gosh, like a baby. The acting in that was top notch and everybody was given Writers, if you're listening, everybody was given a point of view. Everybody yep. was, every character was serviced, and you knew exactly why everybody felt the way they did. And you didn't feel like, well, they don't deserve to feel that way because you understood it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, everybody had the viewpoint of, of Lucas's history. Um, I remember Cheryl, you know, um, and that whole storyline. Yeah, that'll be good. That would be a good direction. Um, it would definitely be something to explore. And that's something that you can't do in two segments either. It, it, it's a long, drawn-out process. Um, and it would definitely be a great, great thing to do. And what if, a wonderful scene if Michael found out that she betrayed him. Mm. And, and she would have to say, but that's my son. You know what I'm saying? And and who am I then? I it just that would be that would be top notch. And, and it would give Carly something to do because now her mom has chosen her brother over her son, and it would be something for Carly to do that has nothing to do with Sonny. Well, dang. And I hope people don't think I'm a Sonny hater because I'm not. Oh, we know. <laughs> well. I am, but that's for a later time because <laughs> we're not we're not going to talk about Sunny right now. So here's our last story to discuss, and this one, I, I, I'm curious where you guys fall because I think I'm going to get lambasted here, but we'll we'll find out. What did you guys think of the Kim Franco slash Drew Co slash whatever Drew Zaster that we've got going on here? Um, because Kim slept with Franco this week, and Liz is pissed, rightfully so. But is the internet's been debating, going back and forth, was this rape? And is this a rape story, or should this be considered one? Where, where do you guys fall on this? Can I just say I'm so over it? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, I'm just... That's I, fair. So but. first of all, Kim drugging Drew, right, was what... It, to me, that was definitely Attempted a rapey rape. time. Like, that, was, yes. that was bad. I agree. This I agree. is a total sci-fi weird story where some guy's memory was on a flash drive inserted into somebody else. He thinks he's Drew. She's a little nutty anyway. So, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Like, it Thank obviously you. bothers some people. Okay, good. Karen, I, I knew I liked you on here for a reason. So, Tina, <laughs> are you feeling the same way? Like, this, uh, like, or do you think that this is kind of wrong for Kim to do. Well, I mean, she is a doctor, so do no harm. 
there are people out there that definitely believe that he is mentally impaired and he's not in his right mind. Um, so I, but I according see, to the letter of law, he is in his right mind. Correct. Well, no. So I can see where people feel that it's rape. I don't know that it goes as far as rape. I mean, we have to realize that, you know, Roger Howarth is part of one of the ultimate daytime <laughs> rape storylines. So to me, this is um, definitely not kosher. Um, I think she made a wrong ethical choice, uh, but I don't know that it's rape uh, per se. Um, based on the letter of the law, because while he may not be in his right mind, um, I don't know that he's mentally impaired. Um, he just, he's living a life now that is not his. Um, now, Liz being pissed. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have issues with that as well. Um Sadly, over the years, they have really had the character of Liz play the hypocrite um, many, many (laughs) times. Because not too long ago, Mm -hmm. you know, you had Jake Doe and she knew he was Jason. At the time, she thought he was Jason. He was actually Drew. Um, And she did... (laughs) you know, things with him and not telling him who he was. And so, uh, you know, there's so many parts of this story that, uh, you know, um, so, so you have, you have what amounts to hypocrite Liz. You have, uh, I mean, this whole Drew is Franco thing. Like I said, they should have put Drew's memories in Shiloh. I think it would have been a much better story. Um, at the same time, they had to do something with Franco because he just couldn't be happy for the rest of his life because that's just not how soaps work. Um, I, I feel bad is for Liz's kids um, because they just cannot seem to hang on to a dad. It's kind of sad. I think this story has great potential. But, and and this is a big but, I am so over stories being told about rape that are not treated like rape. If we're going to have this quasi-rape, I want to hear Liz say, oh my God, I did this. Or somebody say, but you did this. I want people to talk the way they normally would. And I want the issue explored. I don't want this to be Jax gets raped on a boat at gunpoint. And we pretend that wasn't. That bothers me. We don't, we, I'm glad that Sam doesn't get over it with Franco. Because I don't think the average woman would just shrug that off like brain tumor. No, you did this. You did this. And I, I, I want them to service the story in the correct way. That said, when this happened with Liz many years ago, somebody we, the teen and I know through the soap community said, but I know somebody like this and he's never going to regain his memory. 
it's not realistic to think that he will never have a sexual intimate relationship <sighs> for the rest of his life. She didn't act until he said, I have my ankle monitor off. I'm leaving. We understand this to be permanent. And I think she made the calculation. Somebody's going to have him. And I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't fight for him the first time. I couldn't fight for Oscar. And this time I'm going to fight to have what I want. And I like that symmetry of all the characters are going to have to take a look at what they've done and how this changes them. Because if she gets pregnant, which is what I believe will happen, then, then she's got the baby when he regains his memory. So she's now Sam and Kim is Liz. She's got the baby and the, the attraction of your firstborn son. And Liz is saying, but wait, you wouldn't even have that kid if, if this hadn't all gone down this way. And if they use it as an opportunity for growth, that's a great story. And I got to tell you, I think the chemistry has been good with Rebecca and Roger. But I just, I see great potential with that, with that Tam, Tamara Braun uh, Roger chemistry. It really reminded me of his early Blair, you know, the, the flippancy, the back and forth, you know, playfulness. I really like the chemistry. I, I, I hate to say that. <laughs> oh, no, I, I agree. I think they have a really good chemistry there. The thing that kills me about it, though, is I'm not a fan of this randomly coming in and out southern accent that Roger's doing. Oh God, I, just, the accent I don't know where go, that came from, away. why it's there, but it's it's one that's just distracting me from it. But I, I do like it. It is a story, and I'm I'm just here to see what happens. It, it's something that I think Tina, you said it best. I feel bad for Liz's kids because that's who's getting messed up in all of this, and also I. They're not going to tell it because why would they? But this is a story that I'm really interested in how it's affecting the younger kids, you know, that were looking up to Franco as a father figure. You know, I that mean, Aiden is having this crisis and it's a timely story because let's be honest, in, in today's world, you have a lot of gender identity, gender issues. Um, he's a little boy who loves to bake and that is not a typical little boy thing he's he's had issues making friends at school franco has been very supportive um in fact at at times he's been even more supportive than mom um and you know there is so much there to explore um which is I, i think it's great because some of General Hospital's best stories have been stories that touch on what people are actually living in time. I mean, you had the great AIDS story with Robin and Stone. Um, you had amazing breast cancer story with Monica. Um, you know, child death and organ transplant with, you know, um, you know, Maxie and... It's a great story that is waiting to be told. And they have really kind of ripped the rug out from under it. Mm Got to ask yourself why. Well, obviously part of it might be that some people are disturbed by it. but (laughs) No, right. I'm just saying I I don't think that I think that was a, a definitely a corporate decision. 
I think that was a story ready and willing to go. And, and, and I really think that whoever is paying attention to the ratings needs to know that guess what that's a story that will probably bring bring in a lot of viewers Mm -hmm. and it could be a story that was very beautifully told i mean we're not taught we're talking about a little boy that who knows how he's going to turn out but that showing that sometimes all parents need to do is love their children um, and be kind and teach kindness everywhere they go. I think the world would be a better place if everybody would just be a little kinder to each other. Um, Amen. And I, I really, you know, was hoping they were going to go there. And, and I guess they they still can. I, I mean, Drew obviously didn't exist in a vacuum. Um he was a good guy at one point in time as a, you know, seen by the fact that he didn't throw in with Mr. Archer, Shiloh, whatever you want to call him. Um, you know, there, there were issues there. He wasn't about, you know, killing his, his fellow soldiers and stuff. He seems like he was, you know, a good Marine at the end of the day. Um, can, I, can I say something about that though? What I'm seeing right now with with Drew, with I guess it's what pre 2012 Drew, mm-hmm. is that he's just like boring and um, buttoned up. And my biggest issue is we have to start to see some of Franco peek through, like like yes. some kind of hope that there's something well, behind there. And with Aiden's story, maybe that's where Franco should shine through a little bit. Um, and make the time for an innocent little boy. Um, I, yeah, I mean, we just I, need to do something different with how he's doing Drew because I don't care about him right now. I'm well, like, there, there, there is a thought process out there that part of the reason why they're playing him like the little soldier boy with no personality is that. Jason was always supposed to be a little soldier boy with right. a lot of personality. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what was that? Said poor Jason. <laughs> I, well, I also think here's the problem. I think he's I think it's going to take him a little bit to get into wherever he's going with this. The same way it sort of did for um uh Michael Easton, who I think is fantastic. But to try to create now, what is this, the fifth character, you know, that he's done? He's, you know, th- to play. A mul- to play... I mean, multiple characters on the same soap where they sit there yeah. and laugh about the fact that you look like your previous character that was just on screen two weeks ago. So, uh... yeah, so that I, but where I was going with this is if he ends up being, I keep calling him uh, Franken Drew. It's because, because I'm waiting it's to Dranko, see. just like Drano. It's crappy right now. <laughs> I, I keep waiting to see where the mummy ends up, you know, where the monster ends up being. And I guess what I'm waiting for is at the end of the day, he might be part Drew and part Franco. Because I don't think he's going to just forget and have all this, these chunks of his memory gone. I think he's going to almost have an overlap. So how do you make one character 
distinctly Franco, one character distinctly Drew, and then come up with one character that you finally end up playing that's in between. That's but, no easy thing. Right, and I think it's going to take some time for him to figure out where he wants to draw those lines. And maybe that's another accent. Going. Oh, God, no more accents. <laughs> but you have no. to realize that, that he's already done that with the character of Franco because you had Franco yep. as played by the previous actor. And by was, the real Franco. Yep. Thank you, you know, very much. With, with uh-huh. his, you know, um, his elaborate plans and his crazy artwork um, to this Franco who was supposed to be all cured because they took something out of his brain. I mean, hello, Diane held it up in a courtroom. Um, and then he became this family man through, you know, kind of happenstance because he happened to fall for Liz who has, you know, all these kids with no dad. And the character of Franco really stepped up. And so Roger's already weaved that once. And now he's just just got to weave this military Drew in. Um, and I think that at the same time, some of the act, the characters on screen need to remember that he is a Drew that did not have, you know, that had the Jason memories forced on him and then kind of, but had time to live as his own anonymous person first. And angry yeah. and bitter that they kept the other son because that's what he believed. Right. Oh, boy. There's a lot to unpack there. But, oh, but I, have, I, I question whether, I want to go back to this, I question whether they dropped the Aiden story because it was too, uh, you know, too hot. Because look at all of these stories that have been dropped. I was waiting, I was waiting for, you know, for this, the the whole thing with Drew and Jason to play out a certain way, and then for them to come together over their joint enemy, and then for the big reveal, and then for her to be torn, and then they both woo her, and we get some romance before she finally chooses somebody. That's where, you know, in the past, when Soaps had their heyday, that would be the arc. But we didn't get any of that. So so he was gone for five years. We kind of glossed over that with Peter because he's a Devane. That's mm. weird to me. I would Gee. want to know why you took me. But I would want to know if I'm patient seven who's one through six. I think GH is just that. I think you're asking a lot from GH right now. And that's not <laughs> the show that we're, we're watching right now. And I think that's not saying we should settle for less. And that we shouldn't like still pick at and articulate and discuss those things. But that's not the show we're getting right now is one that's going to be multi-layered. That's going to tell all these amazing storylines like they did back in the heyday. I, I We just got to kind of look at it for what it is now. And I, I don't think the Aiden stories dropped completely. But it is something that was backward. And I do kind of agree with you, Karen, that it was, does seem like it's something that came from above. Because we do see that in some of their other stories with people of that community right now um because where are lucas and brad where is um that doctor um terry Terry. like where where are those things like i feel like there's something at abc but it's weird because they have no problem saying those stories in prime time right but But, the the thing is is the only thing they're doing with lucas right now you know and brad is that brad is crying to julian every day that he's going to lose his son 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, they, they have they have Lucas and Brad so wrapped in babyville that they're not even talking about anything else going on in their lives. Neither however, of those guys are on contract either. Yep. However, as a parent, I, I, re I, I vaguely remember that first year when she was an infant and it was a blur and everything was about baby. <laughs> so I, I guess it is almost realistic because a baby does change your whole life and becomes more important than anything else. As a parent, you need to work at, you know, reconnecting with your partner and all those other things. And I think with this secret hanging over Brad's head, um, you know, the doozy of not only is this not the original child, this is, you know, his child. He's the godfather's child, you know? It, it's... So I get why they've kind of dropped that. I mean, and and let's be honest, are Brad and Lucas really going to survive when everything comes out about Wiley? Yep. Well... We'll just have to stay tuned and find out because I don't think any of these stories are going to wrap up anytime soon. But that yeah. gives us more to discuss. I think the only thing that's going to come to a to a conclusion soon is is the Shiloh portion of things. Well, we'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens. But and I would just like them to pick a few stories and tell them completely, than to tell a hundred stories that never end. Oh, yeah. the days when there was an A story, a B story, and a C story, and that was it. Uh, it doesn't have to be quite that narrow, but but the story has to conclude. You wouldn't read a book that was three quarters done and stop. Yeah, but that's all. So just you know, it's not that I want them to tell you know this story fifty thousand million layers and 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 this one at the same time, but they could pick one true but before we wrap up today our last segment i want to do is kind of just a ratings game so just on a scale of one to ten with one being completely unwatchable like you you've never seen worse trash um aka the bold and beautiful and 10 being the wow. best soap you've ever watched it's luke and laura's heyday it's amazing what do you rate this week's episodes of general hospital uh lauren let's start with you I'm gonna surprise you, and I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna rate it based on this budget. In in this reality that is modern television, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half eight. Wow. That's, yeah, I that's... enjoy it still, and especially yeah. since I gave up the spoilers. Okay, there you go, Tina. What what do you rate this week's? Four and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I didn't say one. <laughs> there, well, Uncle Frank is going to really love me much more than you. Um, <laughs> Garen, what what do you rate this week's episodes? I'm going to give this week a six. <laughs> if it wasn't for Curtis and Laura, it would have been a five. But just like a solid C, I, I did watch every day this week. Um, I did tweet every day this week. But I wasn't excited to run home every day this week to see the show 
Yeah. yeah I, I had to push myself. I, on Wednesday, I watched Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. It was painful. Uh, so I, I'm with Tina, and I was going at 4.55 because it wasn't great. Like, I enjoyed, and it was the moments, like you said, it was the, the Curtis and Laura. It was Lustin. It was, you know, the secret finally getting revealed. But there was a lot of felt like dull and filler and just yeah. stuff I didn't care about. And the, I'm a big, like, court drama fan. Like, you get me with a court case. Like, that's easy writing. Like, I'm, I'm hooked. And I was bored. This I, I am the, the queen of procedurals. Uh, all sorts of crime TV is my jam, and, and the court stuff is just so horribly done on GH. And it uh, sucks because it could have been so much more. But oh well, the touch is life. But we'll just have to check back and see if our ratings go up or down as these episodes continue. So, with that said, let's wrap this episode up. You can find. All the latest news about what we're doing and what's going on at rtakemedia.com. Follow the podcast and see all the other amazing projects we have in the works on Twitter at rtakemedia. Over the coming days, we'll be adding to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are listed. So you'll be able to find us. Please rate and review the episodes. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more likely other people are to see these episodes and be able to tune in, listen, and contribute. You can follow me on Twitter at SoFwickyJohn. You can follow Karen at WubsNet and see all of her wubbly content at Wubs.net. That's W-U-B-S dot net. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Karen and Tina for taking the time to come on and be a part of this inaugural episode. It was really, really an amazing episode. I really enjoyed having this discussion. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.